Got a special guest joining the show here today, Trey Wallace, OutKick.com. He's a senior sports writer and does a lot of work in the Nashville area and here in East Tennessee as well. Trey, appreciate the time, man. How you doing? I am. I'm good. A little, a uh, little exhausted. You know, that, that's about it. You know, working up three o'clock in the morning, preparing a story for chaos uh, with the NCAA in Tennessee and Senior Bowl ongoing. A lot of stuff, man. It's never an off day, right? Yeah, yeah. In this industry, you kind of you kind of know what you're signing up for. So um, I, I want to ask you about Joe Milton later in the in the appearance here, but kind of on that, man. It was. Um, it was Tuesday, little afternoon, I guess, and uh, Sports Illustrated kind of broke the news that you know NCAA is investigating into Tennessee again. A couple hours later, Dante Plowman, you know, fires back. It's all about name, image, and likeness. Since then, you've had uh, you've had the attorney generals, you know, for Virginia and for Tennessee, jointly filing a lawsuit. You've got senators speaking out, governors speaking out. What do you make of all this, man? Um, it, it's it's a pretty big deal. You know, I I when. So I think we had all kind of heard that the NCAA was kind of snooping around a little bit, asking yeah. about NIL, not not just at Tennessee, but at other schools as well. Florida, we already know, Florida State. There's other schools out there that are being investigated right now. Um, but when it came to Tennessee and it came to, I think, the timeline of everything, like you kind of said, when it, when it started with, okay, I think the NCAA was putting it out through – your own sources in their own way. Okay, here's how we can get this story out there. Let's see how Tennessee responds. And the fact that Tennessee had a statement ready to go, and a long statement ready to go the day that they actually met with the enforcement staff, I think that says a lot. I think Tennessee knew going in, okay, this is what they're alleging that we did. So how can we get out in front of this? You know, it's almost like a PR battle. And, and what we saw out of Tennessee was Donnie Plowman going scorched earth. And then it's like – and this and this lawsuit that came out, it, it's been – I've been working on this for over a month. So it, it's it, – I know it's new to the public, not new to some of the folks behind the scenes and, and putting this together. Even Tennessee's legal counsel, you know, the, the, the state attorney general is taking advice from the legal counsel and so forth. So I, I, I look at it as a, a huge – day for college athletics period it's not just college football we're talking about we're talking you know basketball baseball women's basketball track and field you name it so the fact that we got to this point and the fact that it's the college athletics world is rallying behind tennessee which is crazy to even think of i think that goes to show you how big a deal this really is and um you know they what they they want the tro enacted temporary temporary restraining or enacted the day before signing day in February. So this is all coming very, very quick. And I expect something to happen within the next two weeks regarding this. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's, you know, Tennessee still at the time of this recording does not have a notice of allegations. That would kind of be the next thing to see, Correct. you know, which infractions, how many level one, level two and all that, you know, Tennessee's done the song and dance before. And I think everybody listening and watching this podcast here, the show, would agree that it's really neat to see um, the combined efforts and and combating that PR war that you're kind of talking about. But I think everybody's more concerned. And hey, Trey, what's this mean for Tennessee right now? Uh, this could drag out. This could be a big thing for college football. But what does this mean for Nico Yamaliava and Tennessee in 2024? I think this means that there's going to be some scrutiny surrounding the Tennessee football program uh, in the athletic department. Um, 
you know, the, the, yes, the lawsuit helps in a sense of, of public relations. It helped, you know, but, but they still got moves to make with the lawsuit for the time being. I don't think the reporting is stopping when it comes to Tennessee and what the NCAA is alleging that they did. Um, uh, the next step, you, you talked about it, notice of allegations is the next step. They have an informal notice of inquiry, you know, Tennessee does right now, um, which which lays out everything. And if you went back and you looked at Dondi Plowman's statement, you read it, she was telling you, or their legal counsel, whoever, they were telling you what the NCAA is alleging Tennessee did. You just had to read between the lines a little bit. Yeah. And, and so – she figured out a way around it, which was smart. She laid out what the NCAA is saying. So I think the enforcement staff um, is going to continue coming after Tennessee. Um, I would expect now that, that Tennessee, I don't, want to, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, the NCAA, but clap back at them. I would expect the NCAA to move pretty quick uh, when it comes to a notice of allegations in regard to this. Again, this is not new for the folks on campus in Tennessee, they've been interviewing players, the NCAA has, for months now. And we're not just talking about football either. Um, so I, I, I look at it overall and I think, okay, what's the end game? The end game to me is the NCAA is going to try to get their flesh, but can they get their flesh before a court rules on this case? And also at the same time, is it going to be three months down the road, Eric, where we're sitting here trying to figure out, okay, what's the NCAA going to do? Well, wait a minute. We've got this over here, this court ruling. Now you got the NCAA on this side. It's just going to be a battle, man. And, and I think a lot of folks are prepared for it. And, and I would expect other schools in other states, maybe other states is the right way to put it, but through other schools to potentially join in on the lawsuit or at the same time, file their own lawsuit against the NCAA and this thing just stacks up. Something you and I spoke about, uh, you know, the day before this recording, when we were just chatting, you know, on the phone, um, talk about reading between the lines and uh, it certainly looks yeah. like the NCAA, one of those infractions is going to be a lack of institutional control. Tennessee was able to skirt away from a postseason bowl ban, you know, this last time and the way Donnie Plowman kind of, you know, put it out there. She's like, how in the world can you praise us? parade us around the country and say that we did everything correctly. This is how you should do it. But then say, essentially, there's a failure to monitor, a failure to la lack of institutional control. Can Tennessee get by again unscathed that that is one of the level one infractions? So that's that's the interesting topic out of all of this is, yeah. you know, what was it, six, seven months ago, Tennessee officials are in a hotel room, what, in Louisville? I think it was, I think it was Louisville. I'm, I'm forgetting it right now. But they were sitting there hashing out the penalties of what they would be. And they skirted by the lack of institutional control. Now, is the NCAA, do they want to get embarrassed or have the runaround put on them and Tennessee somehow escapes a lack of institutional control again? I don't think so. I think yeah. the NCAA is, is out for blood when it comes to NIL. The problem is I don't know what kind of leg they have to stand on when it comes to different states, different rules and whatnot, but there could be a problem. I don't know. I've heard of boosters getting in trouble. You have to disassociate with boosters and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know. This might be, this probably is the first time that, that 
I've seen the NCAA go after a school for what a collective allegedly did. And that's where this thing, to me, is very interesting because how are they going to punish Tennessee for something that they alleged Spire Sports Group did? And I'm not saying they did or they didn't do anything, but they're putting a third party out there. So mm-hmm. that's the interesting part of this to me. And so the NCAA, if they are throwing lack of institutional control at Donnie Plowman and everybody that was in that, that, that meeting on Monday, you can bet they're going to try to see that through. Now, it all depends on, you know, um, how much more evidence do they need? Do they have enough already? Uh, can they throw that notice out there? Which would be a really quick notice because, honestly, this investigation kind of got started about four or five months ago, um, which is not long after they agreed to the penalties <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's going it's to get very um, um, wild. I think you're going to see stuff in the NCAA. Prepare yourself to this page. You're going to see stuff in the NCAA. Uh, the, either two things, either A, they put out, or B, somebody puts out for them, and then Tennessee's going to have to respond. And I think Tennessee being open and willing to respond the way that they did on Monday, I think that they will, every step of the way, have a response for what's coming or what has already came out. All right, Trey, I know I, I told you a, a time allotment, but I do have three questions, but we can oh, hit these back good. to back to back. Uh, we can go quick here. Uh, one, how confident should a Tennessee fan be that Tom Mars is representing Spire Sports Group? Okay. Two, is Tennessee going to have a, uh, any type of – can Tennessee compete for championships, in your opinion, at this time? Things can change in 2024. And then lastly, tell me about Joe Milton down there at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've known Tom Mars for a while. Um, ten, the folks inside the Tennessee Athletic Department know Tom Mars. Okay, like they they have a relationship with Tom, and that that goes back before the Pruitt days. Um, so I I think that Spire is in really good hands with Tom Mars, and the fact that if you go back and look when that announcement was made that Tom Mars is representing Spire, kind of lines up kind of perfectly when things started maybe hitting the fan a little bit for the collective. So I would say Tennessee fans should be excited that Tom Mars is handling this case. Um, I would also say Tom Mars is not the only person that is handling this case for Tennessee. Um, uh, the Vols athletic staff have lawyers that have dealt with this before. Um, they've represented other schools. So it's not just Tom Mars and his law firm by himself. So I think Tennessee's good on that part. I think that when it comes to what the future looks like, I think I think Tennessee is going to be just fine. I think I think a, a, a nine and three record next year um, with with Nico as a quarterback. Look at your offensive line. Look at your running backs. Um, I love Dylan Sampson. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, and and you look at that receiving room. So I, I I'm not even talking about the defensive part of this thing. So I think Tennessee is going to be fine. I I think with the NCAA part of this, I wouldn't be surprised if if they try some. Tom Foolery when it comes to Nico's potential eligibility, but I think Tennessee takes care of that. They, they can handle it. They can sue them, and, and and they can file an injunction, whatnot. Play this thing out for three years until yeah. Nico's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and your last question, Joe Milton, he looked good yesterday. Um, he's going to take the field uh, behind me while we're recording this here in about fifteen minutes, and and he was connecting on some passes yesterday. He was hitting downfield. 
you know, after it was weird. He's going to tear his ACL doing this, but he keeps doing these backflips after every great pass out here on the field. And yep. it's true. I've seen him do it a thousand times in Tennessee, but I'm like, okay, man, you can't be doing backflips out here uh, in front of all these NFL personnel. You're going to, you're going to pop an Achilles or something like that. But I will say he's doing good. He's managing uh, the offense. It'll be interesting to see him uh, in a live game scenario on Saturday. He's not going to get a bunch of series. I mean, he might get three or four series. There's a bunch of quarterbacks on his roster, including Michael Pratt and Spencer Rattler. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. But I think he's done a good job with talking to some NFL folks when it comes to interviews. I think he's done a good job on that part. And, and also, you know, his, his length, his weight, his hand size, everything plays out for him, uh, NFL caliber quarterback. We just have to see it transition to that as we all have watched Tennessee over the last number of years and with Bill Milton last year as the starter. So um, he's doing a good job here. Uh, he's got a couple more days left uh, in Mobile, and then things will uh, will progress towards the combine and whatnot in Tennessee's pro day. But um, he can sling it, man. I mean, we've, we've always known he can sling it. He had some passes yesterday. I mean, he they were zipping in there tight, and, and that's something that I've seen countless times. Eric, our biggest thing, and, and as you know, in, in covering the balls on a daily basis is got to be able to hit the 30 to 40-yard downfield throws uh, on a consistent basis as well. So he's doing a good job. This is the time for Joe Milton to show out, right? I mean, this is this is his time, and I think he's going to continue to, you know, depending on you know what the rest of this week looks like, the the pro day, the combine. I mean, um, it's there for the taking. He he is very again. I don't. He's not going to be drafted as high as Anthony Richardson, but there's a lot of those qualities that are similar in, in this situation. He can help himself in the next three months. He really could. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what Tennessee was last year under Joe Milton, but he also didn't got a lot of help with the receiving core. You know, so it, it it's different when you're running with twos and threes compared to the ones that you were working with, you know, in the preseason. You know, and then, you know, Brew goes down, and Brew was such a, a big factor for him, you know, kind of that, that savior point. Ramel Keaton kind of had an off year a little bit. So, you know, I, I think that he'll be fine, um, and I do think he makes a roster. It just all depends on what system maybe fits him the best. Trey, really appreciate the time, man. I know you're pulling double duty as always, but you're down there in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, taking in all that, and you're you're covering this investigation. What else can we look forward to for you to be riding over at Outkick? Yeah, a lot of stuff coming on uh, Tennessee's lawsuit, a um, state of Tennessee's lawsuit against the NCAA. We'll be tracking that over the next couple months. Uh, senior Bowl coverage from Mobile as we continue to roll on, as you hear the buzzards go off behind us. And, uh, yeah, college basketball, college baseball. I'm excited for college baseball. I think we're 17 days away. Um, I'm stoked. Thank goodness that I live in a town like Knoxville. If I want to go scoot over and watch some top 10 baseball, all I got to do is drive about eight minutes. So looking oh, forward yeah. to it all and a lot of great coverage coming out. Okay. Trey, thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Awesome stuff. And uh, have fun down there. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Eric.